The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Broussard to Johnson, in over the line with a drop pass to Crosby. High slot, shadowed by Strom. Crosby waiting, peeling, cornering. What a move around Strom. Backhander scores! Sandy Crosby! An unbelievable move to win it! 6-5 in overtime! What a classic at Rogers Place tonight. Back and forth they went, blow for blow. Big names getting on the board, unlikely goal scorers as well. But in the end, it's one of the best of all time with a great goal, a great move, and a great finish to this game. Not the one Oilers fans wanted, but pretty darn fun to watch. 6-5, the Penguins take it in overtime. Sidney Crosby got the first goal of the game. He gets the last goal of the game. He was one of five players to score twice in this game. His teammate Jamie Alexiak had two. Patrick Hornquist had two. For the Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl had two. Alex Chason had two. And Connor McDavid also scored. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 10-11. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Live from Studio 99 inside Rogers Place. It is overtime open line presented by Canadian Brewhouse. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. I'm a little breathless, I think. <laughs> Fans are a little breathless. I think we're all a little excited after that one. Just, uh, I mean, a 6-5 game, Rob, that had obviously great goals, unlikely goal scores, had some clutch saves, had some strong defensive plays, even had a fight way back in the first period, had one of the weirdest penalty calls you will ever see. This is one you're going to remember. It, it is. There was huge hype coming into tonight's game. Everyone is excited. The Penguins are coming to town. Crosby, Malkin. Latang, Kessel, everyone's coming to, 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 to see Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. How are they going to match up with this powerhouse from the East? And a lot of times when you have huge hype, you have fizzle in a game. This one wasn't like that. It, it had everything. I mean, there were some incredible goaltending saves in a game that had 11 goals. There was a fight. There was physicality. Uh, and you talked about the dumbest penalty I've ever seen called. Like a, that linesman should be reprimanded for that because it was horrible. And it could have cost the Penguins a game. It didn't. And then you saw Connor. I've, I've done a lot of events. And I did one in, last summer where Gretzky spoke at it. And he talked about the fact that when he played against Mario, it was a special night. And he wanted to be special that night. And you got to imagine that Connor McDavid wanted to have a special night against Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby's been the greatest uh, player in the National Hockey League for the last 14 years. He's got all the accolades, he's got the championships, he's got gold medals, everything. And now Connor McDavid's starting to become that man. So you, he wants to show, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm taking the mantle, I'm now the best player in the world. And Connor McDavid was excellent all night. And at the very end, there's a little magic from the older guy as Sidney Crosby realizes who he's going against. And it, it, you sit up there and you're like, huh, kid still got it. Sid still got it. And it was an absolutely a beautiful goal that Strom is going to have nightmares about tonight. Well, tough matchup for Strom. You know, Nurse obviously was on the ice. I know you and Bob were discussing, could have there been a switch off? Could have Nurse just come down lower anyway, maybe to help? What did you see? It, it, it's tough because it's three on three, and on three on three, they play man on man. 
and you you try to find a matchup, and that in the the Oilers do it too. And McDavid's out there; he's looking to get a a, a, a matchup where he's going against a forward. Leon Drysaddle, same thing. And when they do, that's when they attack. Uh, teams they also practice. All right, if 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 you see a mismatch, now you move a little bit higher, pull your defender out further, so there's more room for that mismatch to take place. If Nurse and Strom try to switch. All of a sudden, the guy that Nurse is leaving is going to be wide open. You know Sidney Crosby is going to be able to find him. So it's a tough situation. Sidney Crosby realized it, and he made absolutely no mistake. So 6-5, the Penguins win it in overtime. It was 1-0 after the first period, 4-3 after the second period. The Oilers came out on the power play or came out early in the third period, applied a lot of pressure, got two power plays in the first five minutes, scored on them both, and then Alexiak came back and tied it shortly after for the Penguins. I know Todd McClellan said, hey, we had a three-game winning streak. The power play was a big part of winning those three games. Against Nashville on Saturday, he said the failure of the power play contributed greatly to, to losing, and obviously they allowed a shorthanded goal, plus didn't score. I, I know they didn't win this game, but still they get two power play goals, and I'm going to throw this out there. Last year in 82 games, the Oilers' power play had 31 goals. So don't work, I mean, the percentage obviously was last, but just in terms of the number of goals the power play got last year, 31. This year, seven power play goals in seven games. Well, it's much better. There's more confidence. They're getting breaks. I mean, last year's power play was bad, but there was a lot of nights where pucks should have gone in the net for them, and it didn't. The bounces weren't going for them. It looks good, and tonight they scored two power play goals at an important moment in the hockey game. They're trailing in a game. They get a chance. They score and tie. They're now tied in the third period, you get a chance, they score again. So uh, the power play came through for them. And, and it's unfortunate that they, they get the lead on the power play. And in the fourth line, they didn't play a whole lot tonight. They go out there and they, they, they can, that goal cannot happen. It was a broken play. The puck comes out. The, I think it was Cassian didn't get in a shooting lane. He had drifted too far out, kind of got caught looking at the play. And his man walks in and, wa and absolutely hammers the puck top shelf. No chance for Talbot on that one. But that's when you're on the fourth line, you've got to be uh, consistent defensively. You've got to be uh, someone that the coach can count on you to make the right decisions. And that fourth line tonight, we're on for three goals against. That will not be uh, put them in the good books with, with Todd McCullen and the coaching staff. Wildly entertaining game. The Penguins win 6-5 in overtime. The Oilers record now 3-3-1. Five goals by the Oilers does mean the Japanese Village goal light is on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Go there, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. We're waiting to hear from you at 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. But let's go down and hear from head coach Todd McClellan, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Uh, Todd, maybe just evaluate your team's night overall to start. Well, where we were having trouble, we had success, and that was offensively. Um, we were able to create. Power play got us some goals, so a lot of positives on the offensive side of the puck, some negatives on the defensive side. Um, you know, our... Uh, a couple face-off execution plays where we win draws and it ends up in our net. Um, a couple plays where we're late on sword outs. Um, so giving up six is, is far too many, but uh, yet offensively there's a lot of positives. So you're torn between positive and negative. Um, you know, pretty exciting game for, uh, for fans, I'm sure. There's a lot of goals and people like to see that. Um, 
you know, we, uh, I thought we improved in areas and maybe took a step back in others. So we're trying to find consistency as a team. Uh, Gravel and Marodi both drawing into the lineup today. Performances? Uh, they gave us good minutes. Um, you know, Kevin on the back end uh, to go from the American League and play right away at the National Hockey League level, even with experience, is, uh, is a jolt. It happens fast. Uh, I thought he adjusted quickly, and Cooper, uh, he made plays. You can see that he's got a good hockey IQ. He didn't hurt us defensively at all. Uh, trusted him on the ice against some pretty darn good players, so thought he was, uh, he was just fine. Todd, you needed some five-on-five scoring without McDavid. You got three of those tonight, the first three goals of the game. Uh, talk just about Chase on, and you know, a, a, a veteran for for many years who seemed to step up with him. And unfortunately, I think if he doesn't take that puck, you probably end up playing him a lot more. Yeah, we would have. He uh, he worked his way up into the lineup and ended up on a line with with Leon. He was going to stay there the rest of the night. He was having a good night, and you could tell he was feeling it. And um, hadn't played much at the beginning of the year, so he's starting to get his confidence. Uh, the shot to uh, or the puck to the ear, pardon me, didn't help him at all. But. Uh, um, Nobody knows him better than Glenn Gullitson, and he's a big fan of his. He had him in Calgary, and he said that's the type of plays that he can make. He can get really hot and uh, fire the puck well. He's got good offensive instincts, a big body that protects it well. So we saw all of those things tonight, which, um, you know, maybe we found a player. Maybe we can get more out of him moving forward. Todd, was this just a, a 6-5 game with a lot of good offensive players on both sides as well, highlighted by, obviously, Sid's winning goal? I think that's a fair assessment, but there's also some mistakes that we didn't have to let it get to six. I don't know what uh, Sully thinks about their defensive play, but we didn't have to let it get to six, and that's that's the disappointing part. Hey, we got a point. Uh, we found offense. We're, a lot of things we're looking for happened in that game, but the disappointing part was we didn't need to let it get to six. We uh, we could have prevented one of those goals somewhere in there, whether it was the goaltender, the D-man, the forwards, execution off face-offs, uh, better sort-outs, um, you know, those types of things, penalties in the offensive zone. There are little, little tiny things that go into winning successfully night in and night out, and we still have to find a way to execute those on a, on a daily, nightly, 82-game basis. And just to follow up on Matty, we, we saw two pretty nice goals tonight, the one by Jason, and then if you can just discuss the play that Sid made on, on the OT winner. Yeah, both, uh, both great individual efforts. Uh, We got nothing done. All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan as he speaks after the Oilers lose 6-5 in overtime to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he said there we didn't have to give up give up six. I mean, he's obviously happy with the offensive play. Some chase on a couple goals. Some, you know, guys with good games. Marodi up from the farm. Uh, but he's, he, obviously they're going to go to this game and say, okay, how do we not... Give, well, I mean, overtime goal aside, how do, we, how do we not give up the five in regulation when we get into a game like this again? Well, they, and he talked about it, they won face-offs in their own zone that turned up into goals in their own net. They, they didn't clear pucks that turned up into goal-scoring chances. On the tying goal, we talked about it, it was, the, the Oilers had guys back, but were in the wrong position. And sometimes the Oilers get caught watching the puck instead of going to where they need to be. And that was a great example there. So there, there were positives in this game, and there were negatives. I think the negatives, you, you find the video and you show the players and, and say, all right, here's where we got to be better. 
but on a night like this, let's talk about the positives. And one of the great positives was Alex Chason. Had a wonderful game, moves up in the lineup, and he, and you after the second period, you said he's never had a hat-trick, and then he rings one off the crossbar and almost has his first ever NHL hat-trick. Unfortunately for him, he took a puck up in the air and was, was gone for a few minutes, and it, it affected him. But there's, well, he started thinking about next game now, and it's another fun one against the Washington Capitals. You're going to see him playing with Leon Dreisaitl. So in a night where there were positives, Chesaw moves up in the in the lineup. A night where there's also negatives, Apuliarbi moved way down in the lineup and it was all based on what they what they gave to the, the Oilers tonight with their play. 6-5 the Penguins win in overtime Sidney Crosby scores twice including the game winner got the first goal of the game last goal of the game 780-496-0063 is our phone number you can text 630-630 your friendly neighborhood EMS says I have to say I was sweating watching that game it was great the Oilers should keep their heads up they played great I love Lucic and Dreisaitl woke up and they should give Chase on more minutes Oilers get a point for overtime is Talbot getting tired? He lets some so-so goals in. And crazy Oilers fan says Talbot seems to be letting in a goal every third or fourth shot uh, in all the games this year. What can he do to be a little more solid? Uh, it's not all his fault, but he seems to be biting hard on some of the shots. A couple of texts there to 630-630. Well, I, don't, I, I would expect Talbot still plays against Washington, first of all. Then there's a back-to-back -back on the weekend. I, I don't think we saw anything from Koskinen in the preseason that makes us think we're, we're raring to, to get him in net and, and take on Ovechkin and the Capitals. I, 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 tonight was a wild game. Obviously, a lot of the, the chances went in. Some of the close calls went in that might usually go wide or be safe. Having said that, you know, Murray faced more shots and you'd give him the goaltending edge uh, for the game. Well, this is a night where Murray was the better goaltender. And, there was, and we talked about it with Bob after the game. The Oilers took the lead a number of times in this game, and every time they had a chance to extend the lead, to make it a two-goal lead, Murray would make a big save, whether it be on a break or on a backdoor play. Uh, he made a number of plays in tight where it looks like the Oilers had their stick around his pad, and his pad would just jump right out and make the save. Uh, he was good, and not often do you say in a game where uh, a goalie gives up five goals, he had a strong game, but Murray did have a strong game, and I'm, I'm sure that Talbot... Uh, would like uh, a redo on one or two of those tonight. So I do agree that Tablet will be in on Thursday, and we'll see Tossman in for the first time on uh, on the weekend. I'm Saturday not sure which Sunday. game, yeah. one of the two, when they go back-to-back. -back. So the Oilers get a point for the overtime loss. Penguins take it 6-5 as we'll check the full scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. Dallas over Los Angeles 4-2. Kings are just 2-6-1 to start the year. Chicago wins at home 3-1 against the Ducks. Blackhawks surprising. They're 5-2-2. San Jose comes from behind to beat the Predators 5-4. Bruins knock off the Senators 4-1. The Canadians are 5-1-2 after edging the Flames 3-2. Coyotes win on the road 4-1 against the Blue Jackets and the Rangers win at home 5-2 against the Panthers. Panthers with a funny-looking record. They are 1-3-3 three, three to start the season. Game one of the World Series. Boston wins at home. 8-4 over the L.A. Dodgers. They get two in the fifth, three more in the seventh to pull away and uh, win game one of the World Series. They will play again tomorrow. Sidney Crosby, brilliant goal to win it. Let's go downstairs and hear from Sid, courtesy of BDO, First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. I don't know. I think it's just tough when you have the lead going into the, the third and... Um 
you know, they get some power plays and make some great plays. And, you know, it's never a good feeling no matter, you know, who's on the other side. But, uh, you know, I think we just wanted to respond. We had a power play and didn't really do much with it, and we ended up getting one. So, um, you know, we felt like we let that one slip away in regulation. So I think we wanted to get that extra point. You never say anything about these debates. I know that's how you tend to work. Patrick just said that you just show guys on the ice in the night like tonight. Uh, is that fair? In a game like this, there's got to be something more to this game for you, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, there's always challenges. I mean, they're different. I mean, this is, you know, this is different, but we just came from Toronto. We are playing against Matthews, Marner, Tavares. I mean, there's matchups every night, but, uh, you know, I think everybody understands, you know, uh, players especially when there's more eyes on the game or when there's big challenges ahead. And I think you just understand that. So, um yeah, I think you try to be at your best, and whether it's a rival or you know opposing center, opposing defenseman, you get up for those. How fun is three on three like that? I don't know. I mean, it's not fun, Jason McDavid around with that much ice. To be honest with you, it's it's tough. I mean, uh, there's a lot of ice to cover. It's hard to defend. You definitely want the puck. Um, makes a huge difference, and and uh, if you can possess the puck, that goes that goes a long way to, to generating some chances. But uh, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a, an open game out there when, when you start to see three on three. Seems like this fun or almost nerve-wracking when you have those kind of back-and-forth players. Obviously, it's fun for the fans, but as a yeah. player, do you enjoy playing these kind of uh, players? Yeah, I mean, it's... You know what? It's it's fun to be in in those kind of six five games and be on the right side of them. But I mean, it's it's not necessarily the way you're gonna you know consistently win. And I think we understand that. I think the game we played against Toronto was probably a little bit more of a blueprint of how we want to play. But um, you have to be able to win these ones too. And uh, sometimes it's not always pretty, and you got to find a way to to come through. And we did that. You know, Horny gets a couple, and Rick you know steps up with a couple. So you you need that sometimes. That's Sidney Crosby gets his first two goals of the season tonight. The Penguins improved to 4-1-2 and two with a 6-5 overtime win over the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers now 3-3-1 three, three and one with a game against Pittsburgh coming up on Thursday night. Alex Chason, you mentioned how involved uh, he was. Uh, also got a puck to the face, had to, had to leave the game for a while. The goal he scores, he backs over a guy. His shot gets blocked up in the air, uh, knocks it down. He's going down and is able to pick the top corner. Rob, you scored a lot of goals in, uh, in junior and in, in, in pro. Did you ever score one like that when you're falling down? Like, is it is it just a fact he, he was able to elevate it as he was going down, or how did he pick that corner? Well, I, I don't think he's picking a corner at that point. He's trying to hit the puck. Uh, he's pulling the puck down, and as he's falling, he's like, I, I mean, he's thinking, i got to get it on net, simply because if I get lose the puck here, it's going the other way. And for the hardest part for him is the strength he had to get the, on the puck. Like it was a, it was a bomb. I mean, he beat Murray cleanly, and he doesn't have the. I mean, you don't have your legs to get into it because he's going down to the to the ice. So he's obviously got strong forearms to get the puck on net. Uh, I mean, it, pretty exciting first goal. We, we saw Yamamoto score a nice goal and his first goal with the Oilers. And this was another one, and and, and an important goal for Chase Zombie. He wants he wants to be in the lineup. And what we've seen in the bottom six so far this year is a lot of players have been given opportunities and haven't got it done yet. And they need production out of their bottom six. It can't always be on Connor and Leon and Nuge. And tonight, Chason came in and played well enough to give himself not only another game, 
but a game higher up in the lineup as he'll probably be on the second line against the Washington Capitals. That'll be our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. We're going to do a quick update for news and weather here at 10.30. We're looking for someone to finish the play. 780-496-0063. In overtime, a classic. Penguin 6, Oilers 5. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from Studio 99. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Here's Crosby in from the right-hand side. He'll dish out Dumoulin. Shot wide, short side, rebound, Broussard. What a save made by Cam Talbot Needed to keep one. it at 5-4. Broussard with a chance with a bounce off the back wall. Talbot able to stop at his save of the game for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLubeService.ca. Talbot outdueled at the other end by Matt Murray today. High-scoring game. Penguins win 6-5 in overtime. The shot's 46-31 in favor of the Oilers, including 10 in a row to start the second period as they uh, turned a deficit into a lead at that point. The Penguins came back, retook the lead. The Oilers came back, retook the lead. Penguins tied it and then eventually won it on a beauty of a goal by Sidney Crosby. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live inside Studio 99. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 10.36. We have Joe on the line at 780-496-0063. Good evening, Joe. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, I want to say it was a pretty entertaining game. And number two, just when you think Crosby's struggling, he has a breakout game like this, it's, you know, I, I watch some of the sports guys on TV I and and. You know, everyone asks if he's struggling or should Pittsburgh be worried. And first thing you think as a fan is like, don't worry about Crosby. And what does he do? He breaks out, right? Yeah, he. I, I think he's he's far from finished, just to say the least, Joe. You are going to finish the play. We're looking to give you uh, a chance at the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Value of a thousand bucks. Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Here is the clue. No score in the game. Pittsburgh and Edmonton Oilers failing to convert an early power play. Here's Kessel dropping it off. Centering pass. All right. Centering pass there. Pittsburgh did score in the first period. Was that the goal? Did Kessel help set up a goal on that play? Goal or not? No goal. No score in the game. Pittsburgh and Edmonton Oilers failing to convert an early power play. Here's Kessel dropping it off. Centering pass. And a save made on Carl Hagelin by Cam Talbot. Joe's on top of it, Rob. He enjoyed the game just like about everybody else that was at the arena tonight. 6-5. Penguins take it in overtime. Leon Dreisaitl scored twice for the Oilers. His post-game reaction for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Do you think there's, there's lots to build off the way you guys battled in that game? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's lots of positives we can take out of that game. Um, obviously also some negatives. Uh, I think it's hard to win in this league when you, <coughs> um, you know, get scored on six times. So, um, But there's a lot of positives in this game. And, um, you know, I thought even though we did, uh, we did give up some goals and, and had a few mistakes, um, you know, we played a played a pretty solid game. Uh, Leon, obviously not the result you wanted, but a pretty strong game personally. Uh, do you, is that something you can build on uh, uh, on a game like that where you had two crucial goals there? Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, I'd rather have the two points right now, but, um, you know, it's nice to, um, you know, um, 
get back to to playing my game a little bit and um, you know feeling feeling confident. So um, I'm gonna step in the right direction. You guys are in a stretch of games where you're playing some really high end teams. You feel it's kind of forcing you guys to, to get your game up to a level that it needs to be at. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, pushes you to um, to be at your best every night and. Um, you know, I think that's that's something sometimes a, a good thing to start off the season, and um, you know, I think we've been we've been playing some some really good hockey lately. You got a couple goals from Chase on. I didn't see exactly what that was. I think he took a puck in the face, ended up coming back in yeah. the game. Is that that kind of the performance you guys are looking for from from other guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we need goals from every. Um, uh, you know, every line you can get. Um, you know, obviously Connor's gonna, um, you know, score more than everyone else. I think we all know that. But um, you know, you need those guys stepping up once in a while. And um, you know, I thought he was uh, he was really really good to me. Thanks, Leon. All right, that's Leon Drysaitel, Brendan Escott working in the Oilers dressing room tonight. Leon gets a couple scored early in the second period, scored a power play goal in the third at the time it put the Oilers ahead 5-4. That was a power play goal scored off the rush. And again, the, the brilliance of those two players together. They were moving forward, but McDavid actually didn't have a large window to put that puck into because Dreisaitl was clearly close to the defender, puts the puck a little closer to Leon's body, and he's still able to flick it in. And the, the play, the biggest play of that entire uh, three-on-two, I guess it would have been, was the play of Nugent Hopkins. He drove through the middle, and driving through the middle, he lifts or knocks the stick of the defender, and the defender has to back off and respect the fact that Nuge is going to the net. And that opened a s small passing lane, but a passing lane big enough for the puck to get to, to Leon Dreisaitl. So uh, as, as much as it was a good finish and a good pass by McDavid, the play by Nugent Hopkins, the unselfishness of going through, driving the net, driving the defender back, opened up the passing lane that allowed Leon to score. All right, 780-496-0063. We will welcome Tony to the show. Tony, nice to hear from you. Go ahead. Tony, do we have you? Yeah, All right. Well, oh, we do. Okay, oh, go ahead, Tony. There I am. Sorry about yep. that. Go ahead. Um, well, first of all, good to hear from you guys again. Uh, very entertaining game. Um, wasn't expecting you to get that high. Um, I, got a, I have a question, and I don't know how many people have asked this tonight, but it seems like, um, I, I mean, like, honestly, good game. I'm just wondering, why can't we keep a lead? We had the lead three times. We had what? The lead three times tonight, and we just could not keep it. It seems like as soon as we get the lead, we just push back. I don't understand it. I just want to know why we keep, we just can't keep it. Well, tonight it was mistakes. Uh, the Oilers have a 5-4 lead in the third period. The fourth line goes out. They make a, a mistake. Get caught watching the puck. Um, uh, another thing, when it comes to when a team's trailing, they push more. And we've seen that with the Oilers many times this year when they came back against Winnipeg. And when, when a team is falling behind, that's when they have their big push. And the team that's holding lead, and Sidney Crosby talked about it, going into the third period with a lead is not easy because this one team pushes and you're trying to hold on. So uh, it's not just the Oilers that struggle holding on to leads. The Nashville Predators, who are the class of the NHL, had a two-goal lead late in the game tonight against the San Jose Sharks, give up three and lose the game 5-4. So it's not just the Oilers that struggle sometimes holding on to leads. You know, it's funny. Tony says he wasn't expecting it to get that high. Does he know it's legal now? Mm -hmm. 
That's a good one. That's very, very good. 6-5, the Penguins take it in OT. Terrence is up next on the phone lines. We've got to call a quick timeout first. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by Osmond Auction. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat. Some games do live up to the hype. The Penguins outlast the Oilers 6-5 in overtime. Back and forth they went. Sidney Crosby with two goals, including the game winner. Leon Dreisaitl scored twice. Connor McDavid had a goal and an assist. A couple of helpers for Ryan Nugent Hopkins this evening as well. The Oilers power play two for five. Penguins power play one for three. The three stars, well... Pretty good players. Crosby, Dreisaitl, and McDavid in that order. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins inside Studio 99. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. 780-496-0063 is our call-in, and we have Terrence standing by. Hi, Terrence. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going today? Doing well. Good, good. I got a comment on Chase on there. A guy comes in bottom six and comes out with a breakout game, two goals, and takes the puck to the air. I think he deserves a spot on the top line there coming against Washington. Uh, he'll be on. He'll be on the second line next game. He'll be playing with Drysital. He is going to move up in the line, and he, and he deserves it. Yamamoto. I think you should. I think you should deserve a spot up in Yamamoto's spot there, especially when I he think, played tonight. I, I think. I thought Yamamoto played very well tonight, and I, I think Chase on moving up with Drysital is going to give them a, a little boost on the second line. So I, I had no problem at all with Yamamoto. I thought he played well. I thought Pulleyarvi struggled tonight, and that's why you saw his minutes cut down all the way down to nine minutes. So. Pugliarvi was the one that moved down. Yamamoto uh, was excellent. Drew Duke, two penalties, was very, very good defensively. Made a couple great defensive plays and created things up front. Terrence, thanks a lot for calling. A couple of texts to uh, 6.30. 6.30, Stacy says, how many goals against was Nurse on the ice for tonight? He was on for three, uh, including the overtime winner. Another texter says, uh, the Oilers don't stand a chance against teams like San Jose or Toronto. Frustrated they can't compete. And Ben says, why not try Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl on the same line? Yeah, that's how it's funny. I was thinking about that today, and you see it with, with the Penguins. They've got three real stars, uh, Crosby, Mel, and Kessel. Crosby gets the young players and Malkin and Kessel go together. So why not with the Oilers if they were struggling up front have we keep talking about who's going to play with McDavid and which guy is going to run his own line. Is it going to be Nuge? Is it going to be Drysaddle? But if you start a game and you have Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins as a line and you have McDavid with whatever you want to put up there and try and find if you can find two lines that way that could work it might be an option. Patrick Hornquist scored twice tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins. His comments, courtesy BDO, first call, debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, license and solvency trustees. He, come, he comes in hot tonight with a beautiful first goal too. It's not easy to do that. And then it's all over the puck the whole, the whole game. And then he finish off like that. Uh, you know, yeah, sometimes you just have to tip your hat. And, and that's why he's the best player in the world. You were pretty good tonight too. I had to feel good to get off the schneid a little bit. Yeah, you know what? After that first period there, I got a few like really good chances in front of the net, but I couldn't get the puck. And then all of a sudden in the second, I just I kept going there, and I get the puck, and then I shot it right away. And it's nice to see it went in, and then I get a lucky one. So uh, if you keep going there, you're going to score some goals. But uh, overall, I think uh, it was a big two points for us. I came in late. Uh, they talk about all this guys being better than Sid, whether yeah. it's him or Matthews or whoever. Sid doesn't say anything about it. But in a game like this, does he want to make a statement, do you think? I think he showed tonight who's, who's the best player in the world. Uh, I didn't see, uh, 
he always he's always show up when you guys are, are saying he's not the best anymore and all that and then he comes in and do that probably his, his uh, nicest goal uh, through his whole career and then you know it's, uh, it says a lot but to start three on three with the two of them facing off like that do you think we got this what do you mean enough confidence enough room out there that it's going to take grab hold of this overtime and win it I think as a team, we feel really good about ourselves in overtime, and, and uh, doesn't matter who's out there. But then, obviously, when, when Sid is out there, it, it makes it. He 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 has, seems to get a little more more room than everyone else, and that's what he shows tonight. And come up big for us. All right. Well, that's Patrick Hornquist. Obviously, he's going to pick Crosby in the greatest <laughs> player debate, and and why, and why wouldn't you? That's that's what you would expect from your teammates. Hornquist gets two tonight. He had one going off his skate late in the second period. They reviewed it. Not a kicking motion. Kind of hit his skate, bounced back towards Talbot, and and went in off the Oilers goaltender. Jamie Alexiak scored twice tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has 14 career goals. Three in six games this season. His career high for goals in a season is five, which he's done twice. Well, we, you know, just talking off air, the kid, he's a defenseman. He scores two goals. He's plus three on the night. He gets into a fight and throws in five hits and not even nary a mention of him being a star in the game. I mean, he had a career night. This was the greatest game he has ever played. And no one's even talking about him. So good that you and I are talking about him because we might be the only two people tonight that are mentioning Jamie Alexiak. 46 shots on goal for the Oilers, eight of them by Connor McDavid. Evan Bouchard was the only Oiler not to get a shot. Penguins with 31 shots. Hornquist had five. Crosby had five. Gensel had four. Actually, uh, Malkin did not get a shot on goal tonight, oddly enough. And you know what's funny? I thought he had jumped tonight, too. He wanted the puck. You could see every time he was out there, he's banging his stick, give me the puck. He had jumped, but uh, none of the pucks were bouncing his way tonight. 780-496-0063. Penguins win 6-5 in overtime. We have Tyler standing by. Hi, Tyler. Go ahead. Hey, I uh, hope you guys are having a good night. I just wanted to say I think we had a great game against a team that's sure to be a Stanley Cup contender again. I think uh, I agree with the coach. A couple little tweaks here and there, and we could maybe prevent a couple of those goals. But I think we should walk away from this game feeling very well. I think Yams had a great game. I, I thought he drew a penalty there in the third that led to an Oilers goal. Like you can't ask much more from a rookie guy that's putting out his full effort on the line with McDavid. Yeah, I agree. I thought Yamamoto was very good tonight. He, he does the little things, and I think that's what Todd McCullen and the coaching staff appreciate about his game is he's an offensive player coming from junior, yet he does all the little things properly, and that's how you get to play in the top six for the Edmonton Oilers. You don't have to be the guy scoring all the goals, but you got to make sure that you're doing all the proper things to keep plays alive defensive system being in the right spot right time and he did that tonight oh, so the pink oh sorry Ter tyler go ahead no, no problem exactly like he's not afraid to go to the tough areas even though he's a smaller guy and i think right now chase on is working out to be a great pto that turned into an awesome contract signing well two great goals tonight and he gets to the right spots mm -hmm. he, you know he's 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 willing to make those tough plays that we've talked about around each blue line i thought he's done a pretty good job getting the puck out when he's just inside his own line which a lot of times when a team is struggling that's uh that's an area of weakness for sure all right rob well that was a fun one the oilers do get a point they're three three and one going through this uh, opening part of the schedule that had a lot of people worried chance to be at or above 500 after that eight game opening stretch they take on washington 
on Thursday. Not going to be an easy night, but those are the ones you get up for. You're playing against the defending Stanley Cup champion. Should be another exciting one. Fun one. Penguins take it 6-5 in OT. Get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 630Ched. Rob and I have been broadcasting live from Studio 99. Overtime Open Line is presented by Canadian Brewhouse and Oilers Hockey is presented by Osmond Auction. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thursday's broadcast, 5.30 face-off show game at 7. Oilers and Capitals. And thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer. Thanks a lot for tuning in.